On this episode, find out why it's important to get a flu shot, learn when and where the vaccine is available, and the level of protection from illness you can expect. Also, find out why a trip to the doctor's office with flu-like symptoms might involve extra testing. And we'll talk about the many tests available to check for the coronavirus. Finally, find out how allergy, flu, and COVID symptoms may look similar and different. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. The illness that's had people worried is COVID, but we're also about to enter the flu season. That can have some very serious complications, including death. That's why it's important to stay as healthy as you can as we head into fall. Here to talk more about the upcoming flu season is Johnson County Local Health Officer, Dr. Joseph Lamaster. First off, when is the flu season and why should we get that annual vaccination? We see it every year during the flu season, which starts about the beginning of October and through to March. Every year we see a rise in the number of flu illnesses and deaths uh, among, especially among our older and more vulnerable populations. This year, more than ever, it's important to get a flu shot. The reason for that is that flu is often a cause of hospitalization uh, and stretch on our resources and also a risk factor for our more vulnerable populations, such as people in nursing homes, older adults, those with chronic illnesses such as lung disease uh, or other types of immune diseases that are, uh, that are more vulnerable to infection. And who should get the flu shot? So everyone who is over six months of age with certain very rare exceptions should be vaccinated for the flu. Uh, we particularly give emphasis to healthcare workers those who are working around uh, populations where they're serving the public, those who are working in nursing homes or uh, other healthcare facilities in particular, uh, those who have got the chronic illnesses themselves uh, should be vaccinated as soon as they possibly can. In particular, children who have neurological conditions should be vaccinated. If you have some question about whether your child uh, or the, an adult that you're caring for, or if you yourself are an adult with an illness which needs to be uh, protected from the flu, contact your primary care physician to ask about your particular situation. And when will the vaccination be available? So the flu shot should be available here at the uh, Department of Health and Environment in the county from next week. Most of our larger pharmacy chains have got it already available. It will be available in hospital and healthcare, other organizations sometime this month, most of them from next week. We strongly encourage everyone, even if you're not required to get the vaccination for the flu, to get your flu vaccinations as early as possible this year. Uh, remember that the COVID can look a lot like the flu. This is another benefit of the flu. If you've been vaccinated against the flu, it's very much less likely that you would present in the way that COVID does uh, with a full-on flu-like uh, infection. That gives us one way of being able to differentiate between the flu and COVID. If you've been vaccinated, uh, that's very helpful information for your healthcare providers to know. The flu shot does not protect you from COVID, unfortunately. They are totally different immune type responses and the 
receptors and cells that are involved in the response uh, that protects you against the flu in the flu vaccination process is a totally different one from what is happening with COVID. If the flu vaccination protected you against COVID, we would just be providing the flu vaccination everywhere. The fact that we're developing vaccinations for COVID uh, is evidence that we're, we're working with a very different sort of a, a situation. On the other hand, flu vaccination will reduce your likelihood of being of having a severe flu-related um, complications, such as pneumonia, uh, which sometimes happens to people, especially those who are older, who have chronic illnesses, or who are uh, have other uh, problems that make them uh, vulnerable medically. Uh, that happens sometimes to those people. So if you test positive for COVID, should you still get a flu shot? So we recommend that if you have COVID, if you've been tested and you're positive for COVID, that you should not get the vaccination until after you are completing, have completed your isolation period uh, for COVID. Generally that lasts uh, for 10 days after your test is positive or three days after you have got over your symptoms, whichever is longer. Uh, you should, however, get your flu vaccine as soon as possible after uh, you get over COVID, it is possible to have COVID and the flu in the same, uh, in the same season. So the flu, having the flu does not protect you from getting COVID at a later point. If you think that you might have COVID uh, or you have get symptoms which are flu-like, even if you have had the flu vaccination, make sure and go get tested for COVID. Can you actually have both illnesses at the same time? So it is an important thing to realize that it is possible, although very rare, to have both the flu and COVID at the same time. So just because you have COVID right now doesn't mean you couldn't get the flu or that you couldn't have the flu also. When you present for uh, an illness that looks like COVID or looks like the flu, generally this year your doctors will be testing you for both. Uh, sometimes we test for the flu first before we test for COVID. So it is important to be able to realize that both those things can happen, although that is very rare. So if I'm feeling sick, pretty miserable, typically I just go to the doctor, they might test for strep or the flu. What will be different this year? So if you are a healthcare provider, I have a special message for you. Last year, uh, and a number of healthcare providers would test for flu before they tested for COVID. If the person was positive for the flu, then they would not go ahead and test for COVID. With the amount of COVID infection that we have around now and the possibility that there can be co-infection between the flu and COVID at the same time, we would definitely recommend that people who present with flu-like symptoms should be tested for both. Well, there is an assumption that when you've had the flu vaccine that the, that, that will work and you will not get the flu. But remember that there are different strains of flu as well. And so it's important if you get flu-like symptoms, even if you've been vaccinated against the flu, that you should present and get tested. We're taking a lot of safety precautions against COVID. Will that help with this year's flu season as well? Theoretically, we might expect that the flu season could be somewhat better this year because we're all wearing masks, washing our hands, maintaining social distance. So you would like to hope that that would reduce the amount of flu transmission at the same time as it's reducing the amount of COVID transmission. Uh, that remains to be seen. 
Last year we did have a, uh, about the same amount of flu and flu-related deaths as usual. There were a few places where it was a little bit less. Uh, however, generally speaking, we haven't seen a lot of decrease in the last year of the incidence of flu or flu hospitalizations, which is why we strongly want to emphasize the importance of wearing the masks and, uh, and social distancing practices during this coming flu season because it is so important that we do try all we can and do everything we can to reduce uh, the incidence of the flu. And how can I get a flu shot? You can get a flu shot at your pharmacy. Most pharmacies will provide that. Sometimes your health insurance will pay for that to happen at your pharmacy without even a doctor's uh, order. So that is the first thing to do if that is easy for, easier for you to do. Most doctor's offices, if you have an established care relationship with a doctor's office, they will provide the flu, to you, the flu shot uh, to you without even a doctor's appointment. You can call up the doctor and ask when the flu shot is available at that doctor's office and when you can come in to get it. If you are an employee in a large employer, all, of, all employee health uh, organizations or the majority of them uh, either provide the flu shots directly to their employees through their employee health offices or have an arrangement uh, where you can get that or how you're going to get that. Uh, healthcare organizations all require their employees to have the, uh, the flu shot and that is generally made available through your employer. If all of those opportunities or ways of getting the flu shot are unavailable to you, we provide it and will provide it from next week uh, here at the health department. The cost is $30 for those who don't have insurance. Uh, we strongly encourage you to get your flu shot. As we talk about the flu and COVID, another problem that comes around each fall for many people is seasonal allergies. So how do you tell the difference between all of these? Well, we know that COVID can be nearly asymptomatic. So there may be difficulties in being able to differentiate between whether your child has allergy type symptoms or COVID type symptoms. COVID can sometimes look just like a cold and especially in children can not look very symptomatic at all. Um, or it can present a little bit like the flu, that is with headache, fever, cough, shortness of breath, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, the same sort of things that we would see with the flu. If you see those sorts of symptoms, definitely you should not assume that your child has the flu and not COVID. Similarly, if you have a child who's gone back to school and they start showing signs of allergies uh, where they normally were not showing that or that's not what normally happens to them during the year, something that's out, outside that normal, then it is definitely worth contacting the people at the school to determine what is happening there. Uh, it is important to make sure that your child understands the importance of social distancing procedures that they, if they are of an age where they can be wearing a mask, washing hands and maintaining social distance, that they understand the importance of that and that they're following those guidelines. Maybe one difference that you might notice between uh, allergies and COVID would be the, the symptoms of itchy eyes or sneezing or allergic type symptoms, rashes that are itchy. Those sorts of things uh, are not things that you see so much with COVID, but runny nose, cough, uh, any of those other type of respiratory symptoms could be in common with it. 
finally, we want to bring on Johnson County Department of Health and Environment Director Dr. Sami Ariola to talk about the many kinds of COVID-19 tests that are available in case you need a test for the flu and COVID. You could um, collect saliva, you could take nasal sample, or go further, further down what we call the nasopharynx and take the nasopharyngeal sample. You could also take the oral pharyngeal samples. Those are different ways of collecting uh, samples. Now uh, you can take those samples to the lab uh, and the key uh, diagnostic uh, processes that is used is what we call the RT-PCR, uh, basically uh, taking uh, uh, if you have viral samples in there, which are really uh, what we call RNA strands, uh, that process uh, uh, causes them to multiply in a way that they can be detected. Okay, that's the key diagnostic test. So both the saliva test that is available, as well as the nasopharyngeal sample that we take, eventually end up in the lab where it's analyzed using the RT-PCR. Those are called diagnostic tests. Now, there's a second type of test that is called antibody test, which is re really looking for uh, antibodies which are proteins that our bodies will produce when we have foreign materials coming. It's how it fights those infections. Now, the antibody test generally cannot tell you about whether you are currently infected. It will tell you whether you've had uh, previous infections before. Now, there's a third type of test that is around largely uh, for rapid testing, uh, which are called the antigen test. And again, those ones are not uh, necessarily as, uh, as accurate as you get in a, in a PCR test, which is most of the time greater than 95% accurate. And there's been several um, studies of them during this COVID-19 period, and they've been consistently accurate. Uh, so antigen, te antigen test, for the most part right now, the, the, um, the direction is if it's a positive test, then it's less likely to be false positive. And then you accept and you, as, as a probable cause, not quite as the diagnostic, diagnostic test that the RT-PCR test is. If it is negative, then they recommend that you take the person through the actual diagnostic test. Either you take a, a saliva test or nasopharyngeal sample and send it to the lab to confirm that it is uh, uh, more likely that the negative test is a false negative than it is for the false positive to be a false positive. So that, those are the things to keep in mind. Now there are other variables there that uh, uh, may impact whether the test, even the very sensitive RT-PCR test, whether the test picks up the, the virus. Number one, the RT-PCR test is so sensitive that it will pick up uh, really uh, uh, viral samples as few as a hundred per milliliter and pick them up and, and analyze those. The, the, the question is when the sample was, was, uh, is taken. For example, um, I could be exposed to the virus today. It would take a few days for the virus to multiply in my body while my system is trying to fight the in infection. So some people may never show symptoms. We call them asymptomatic. Even when the virus multiplies in their body, they won't show. But if you take my sample, 
in a day or two after my exposure, when the virus is still multiplying, what we call the incubation period, it may not necessarily pick up enough, enough, enough virus sample to detect. So, so it might mean that I was tested uh, uh, a little too early for the system to pick up the virus. And that's why uh, wearing masks continues to be, to be uh, very important. It is also, uh, again, there are people that will show symptoms later. Those, uh, uh, those people, uh, before they, they show the symptoms, is what we call pre-symptomatic period. And it is possible also at, th at those times that they're not showing symptoms yet, but the virus is already building up in their system. And we know that uh, people are actually highly more likely to spread the virus two to three days before they show symptoms. And so, again, very important to, to wear a mask. There are variables to the, to the testing processes. Uh, most of the time, it's more likely there's a false negative than it is that you have a false positive. So if you are told that you are positive, uh, unless it's a serological test or anti antibody test, you should know with a fairly high degree of uh, confidence, unless there's a lab error, that you are positive and take the necessary step to isolate yourself and tell your contact to quarantine. To get more information about the flu shot, you can visit the Johnson County Department of Health and Environment webpage. And to get more about COVID-19 in Johnson County, visit jocogov.org forward slash coronavirus. You can also subscribe to a daily e-newsletter for the latest information from the county and state. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.